1893, Chicago's Columbian Exposition. Over 125 years ago, the Columbian Exposition was staged in Chicago on Lake Michigan's shoreline. Visitors from around the country and world were first introduced to many industrial technologies and commercial offerings that would shape 20th century culture. This book explores a collection of event photographs and juxtaposes them against a set of modern images to catalog the living remnants in art and architecture around the city as a legacy to the 1893 World's Fair. 1893, Chicago's Columbian Exposition, now available from Amazon. Audiobook version available soon. There's a number of different reasons why you should care about intellectual property. The one reason is you probably own intellectual property. If you have attached a name to any sort of a product or a service and you've offered it to the public, you have intellectual property. If you have created any sort of original content of any kind, an original work of authorship is the legal term, but any sort of original content, you have intellectual property. If you have confidential information that you don't want your competitors to have and you're getting an economic advantage from keeping that confidential, you have intellectual property. And the list goes on. The other reason is because your competitors care. So there are, I would assume, on the safe side, that most medium-sized companies and a large majority of large corporations are protecting their intellectual property, they're developing more intellectual property, and they're looking to see if anyone is infringing on their intellectual property. So not only do you want to protect your own intellectual property, you want to make sure you're not stepping on anyone else's toes so that they don't find you before you find them. And leveling the playing field. So a lot of small businesses are at a lot of different disadvantages when it comes to large corporations. But intellectual property is one of the opportunities that you have to level the playing field. Apart from patents, which it is true that patents are expensive and time-consuming to protect and get, all of the other levels of intellectual property are fairly affordable and fairly easy to obtain. If you have a federally registered trademark and someone else is stepping on your toes, you have the right to file a federal lawsuit against them and get attorney's fees and statutory damages. Whether you would do that or not is another question, but the fact that you would have that and that you could use that against someone is a really strong basis for stopping someone from doing something. So in that case, you're leveling the playing field against some pretty big companies. And you want to be unique and easy to find. Um, that's just a basic characteristic of a business. You want your consumers to be able to find you and separate you out from all of your other competitors. And the way to do that is with branding and other types of intellectual property. So we'll start with trademarks. I don't know any business that doesn't have a trademark, brand name, a logo, a slogan, or all of them. So you get trademark rights through use. When you start using a name in connection with a product or service in commerce, you have trademark rights. Registration is not mandatory, although it is beneficial. There are strong and weak trademarks, so not every name is a good trademark. You want something that's distinctive. You don't want something that's going to merely describe your product or your service. If you merely describe your product or a service, you're never going to have a really strong trademark. You want something that's distinctive and arbitrary. You want to vet your names before you start using them as trademarks, so you're not stepping on other people's toes. And then there's a common question of whether company names and domain names are trademarks. And the simple question to that is not necessarily. 
Just because you have a domain name does not mean that you have a trademark. And just because you've checked to see if a domain name is available does not mean that you have fully vetted your trademark. Same thing with the company name. There are plenty of company names that don't serve as trademarks. And there are plenty of trademarks that do serve as company names, so they're not completely synonymous. And again, I already mentioned that registration is actually not mandatory. You can have common law trademarks without registering your trademark just by using it in commerce. There are copyrights. Copyrights exist the moment that an original work is created. So if you sit down and write an article, the copyright attaches immediately without doing anything else. That's the good part about copyrights. The downside to copyrights is that they attach automatically and immediately. So if you hire a college student to do a website for you, if you don't have something in writing, they own the content because they created it, so they're the author. There are exceptions for employees and there are exceptions for contractors if you have something in writing. But again, it attaches immediately, so you want to make sure that you're addressing ownership of copyright before something is created, ideally. Copyright owners get a bundle of rights. So when you're the copyright owner, you have the right to copy, distribute, commercially exploit, and maybe most importantly, license your copyright. So you can give someone the right to copy your work. You can give another person the right to publicly perform your work. You can split it up in a number of different ways. And that's really where you're starting to get an alternative source of revenue and licensing fees. That's where we're adding value to your intellectual property. Registration with a copyright is, again, not mandatory. It attaches immediately. Another misconception is that you have to have the copyright notice. You do not have to have a copyright notice in order to have a copyright in an original work. It's recommended because then the person that sees it knows that you are asserting copyright, but it's not mandatory. There are benefits to registration, but again, it's not something that has to be done, and you won't lose your copyright if you didn't register it. And then patents and trade secrets. So I get a lot of situations where there's someone, a creative type or an inventor, they have something that they've worked on, they hear that a patent is expensive, time-consuming, they get frustrated, they get stuck, and they don't move forward. So there is a whole number of different ways that you can protect intellectual property. And patents is not the only one, although it is an important one. But it's also important to keep in mind that there are other ways to protect your work. So if a patent is not in your budget, or sometimes your work is not patentable, there are other avenues of intellectual property. But to touch briefly on patents, it has to be useful, novel, and non-obvious. There are different types of patents. There's utility patents, which would cover machines and processes. <laughs> design, which would be more of an or ornamental design. And of course, plant would cover plants. Uh, registration is the only way that you get a patent, as opposed to the trademarks and the copyrights. And really, your patent is all about the claims. The thing that some people don't realize is when you go to file for a patent, you have to disclose enough of your invention so that someone that's familiar with that industry could copy it. So that leads me to my next point about trade secrets. You really need to address the issue of trade secrets before you file for a patent, because by filing for a patent, you are disclosing whatever trade secrets there may be in your claims. So trade secrets, on the other hand, is not disclosing it in a patent application. It is keeping it secret and confidential. There is no registration available for trade secrets. It's just a matter of how you treat that information. 
So it would be like the secret sauce or the know-how or processes and methods that you have that you wouldn't want your competitor to get. That's a trade secret. And so you really need to consider that when you have something like that, especially if you're considering a patent. You should really consider whether you want to go down the trade secret route instead. Trade secret protection is indefinite as long as you treat it as confidential. It's a really powerful form of intellectual property. So here are some tips and takeaways. Um, an article from the Indiana Lawyer recently said businesses seek to distinguish their products through innovation. So pricing is not necessarily enough anymore. Just because you cut your prices doesn't mean that you're going to have an edge over your competitors. You need to be innovative. And 84% of a business's value is attributed to intangible assets, which is what we're talking about, intellectual property, that your competitors care what you're doing. There are people out there that are taking intellectual property very seriously. And even if you think you're kind of a little mom and pop shop, you're just in Hammond, Indiana, and you're not even crossing the state lines, you could get dragged into federal court because of intellectual property. So it is really something that you should just be aware of. Not necessarily be afraid of, but just be aware of what you're doing. When you're publicly displaying a boxing match, just keep it in your mind that that is somebody's intellectual property. Um, music that's being played publicly is someone's intellectual property. Uh, another case on September 24th, 2015, the Northern District of Indiana ordered these gentlemen to stop selling neck restraints because they put someone else's trademarks on their website. So websites are popping up all over the place and you know it's becoming easier and easier for people to sell products on the internet. It's also easy for someone to copy and paste a logo or a trademark or somebody's name on that website. There are consequences. And the company that owns the SFI and the Simpson trademarks was watching. They saw this little company from Indiana put their trademarks on their website, and before you know it, they're in federal court. So these are my tips. Identify intellectual property. Just identify what it is. Do you have it? And do your competitors have it? So that you can keep and protect and add value to what you have, and you can stay away from everyone else's intellectual property. Document your work. This goes back to copyright because it attaches immediately and ownership is such a big issue with copyright. If you're creating something, you want to document it. You want it in writing so that down the line, if someone questions whether you created it or not, you have something to point to. Confidentiality. You have to treat your confidential information as confidential information. If it's trade secret, if it rises to that level, you really need to treat it that way. Label it like that. Just common sense protections like passwords. If it's a hard copy, you want logs that are signed, people taking it out, bringing it back, need to know, access, that sort of thing. Vet your branding. Before you use a name on a product or service, you really need to check the marketplace and your industry to see if it's substantially similar to anything else that's out there. If it's gonna cause any sort of consumer confusion, most of the time, it's a really gray area, and that's where IP attorneys come in. If you find something that's identical to what you're thinking of in the exact same industry, that's an easy answer. But a lot of times, it's that gray area. It's kind of similar to what you're thinking of, so is it an infringement or not? That's the question that needs to be addressed before you actually put it out there, especially on a website. When it goes on a website, everyone can see it. And use contracts, especially for copyrights. 
you want to have something in writing that says that somebody that's creating content for you is not owning that content, that you're owning it. You want confidentiality agreements if you're sharing information that you consider confidential. You want a non-disclosure agreement. If you're to the point where you have independent contractors working for you, you have employees, you want to have contracts in place where there's a provision there that addresses intellectual property. Yeah,